0: Is my ongoing goal to be able to support you as the very best way that I can. And in order to do that, I really need to get to know you a little bit better. What your personal needs are for supporting you as a parent on this journey of children with autism, and with your child, what their needs are and what you would like to help them most with. Because there may be many things, but there's usually a few top pieces that are very, very important to you that, you know your child is really struggling with and you would like help with. And so in order to find out how I can support you best, I have created a short quiz. It's at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash quiz. And if you uh, take that short quiz, you'll be able to give me some information and I'll get back with to you with some results and how I can direct you to the resources that I feel would help you best right now for where you are on this journey and for what you need for your particular specific child's needs. So I hope it's helpful. Again, go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash quiz. It's so common, especially when we're working with our children with autism and in being a caretaker as a parent or caregiver for them, we tend to focus so much on the physical. And so today, I really want to help you to understand a little further about the mind-body connection and how much of our subconscious mind is controlling our conscious behavior, can physically create symptoms and even actual X-ray data that says you have a horniated disc or different things, physical ailments that are going on, but how much this is actually connected to the subconscious mind. Now we know that the subconscious mind is developed by the age of seven years old. Before that, we are basically running on you know brain waves that are more subconscious. We don't understand the difference between you know our mother or father's behavior toward us being angry at us or being angry at the broken refrigerator. Or we we take things in and we tend to have shame, guilt, and really ultimately comes back to repressed feelings of rage. And it may, we most of the time are not even aware of this. Anything that we're consciously aware of being angry at, those aren't the real, real core, core issues that are deeper in the subconscious that are actually creating physical characteristics in our body in in different ways, whether it's shoulder pain, neck pain, kidney um, cancer, various things. Dr. John Sarno uh, has a wonderful book called The Mind-Body Connection, and I will uh, link to it as well. I have done interviews with Dr. Bruce Lipton on epigenetics, who talks about this in depth as, as well, his work. And so there. this is way beyond theory. This is uh, so important to know because we need to take care of ourselves as parents of children with autism we want to literally last not only just last but be as healthy and vibrant as long as we can to be here for ourselves and to know that it's okay to focus on ourselves because we are so focused on our children and we can even feel guilty when we focus on something for ourselves So we can tend to suppress rage or feelings that we have so that we end up with a physical ailment to focus on that is acceptable in society. Because if we are just focusing on uh, ourselves in any other way, we can tend to feel guilty about it, especially if we tend to be more of that caregiver personality. So I want you to listen to the things that I'm going to share with you here about not only for yourself and looking at where those feelings might've come from and going back and understanding that if you look at something physical going on for you, I want you to sit quietly and think what else could be going on here? Is there something else? What what has happened in my childhood or throughout my life that I may have wanted to repress rage around? Because repressed rage is ultimately the bottom line of causing a lot of the issues. Now, when I work with parents of children with autism, even in my membership program, I am I uh, have a whole piece, and I will link to things on here in the show notes today for um, working with the subconscious. Whether it's the the tapping technique that clears out subconscious patterns, or if you're going to be working with um, other things that you can do around. Um, around uh, emotion code work, ways of clearing this again from your subconscious. There is a lot of work out there that understands what I'm going to be speaking about today and this mind-body connection. So you need to understand, first of all, that the mind fears that the unconscious rage will break out into consciousness. So it will create a physical distraction to keep your attention on your body instead of that rage. Now, we have an image of ourselves in life and our our brain, literally our brain, does not want to break that. We are known to be, whether we're known to be the good child or we're known to be such a calm person or such a kind person that if we were to show anger or other feelings that might be uncomfortable, that might change that image. And our brain says, no, that's not okay. You know, I want you to know, as I'm talking about this, there is literally a brain, brain chemical reaction that happens with these repressed feelings that causes our joints, bones, certain parts of the body to be depleted of oxygen, which then can create a lot of the physical symptoms. Pain is basically socially acceptable. We've learned, you know, various things over time. Uh, especially, I've you know, with my 30 years in craniosacral work. I I knew third over 30 years ago. I saw how much of what was being caused so clearly to me. I saw what was being caused in somebody's physical, causing somebody's physical ailment, was created by an emotion that was not being dealt with or underlying emotions. So we want to acknowledge the physiological basis for the pain to get to the subconscious. So the unconscious is literally terrified by the rage. We have to acknowledge this and accept the emotions. And I want you to think of that repressed rage and what possible reasons for it. We want to talk to our brain and tell it that it doesn't need to do that anymore. The subconscious actually speaks, the conscious speaks to the subconscious. So we can consciously have a discussion with our brain, how silly that may sound. It's very, very real. And our brain will hear us. And until we tell it, it doesn't have to do that anymore. It doesn't have to cause that pain anymore. Then you tell your mind, you know what it's doing. And again, that that's no longer needed. And by identifying this, it actually can reduce the symptoms and in Dr. Sarna's work as an MD and working with multiple patients and Dr. Blipton's work and multiple other uh, practitioners worldwide who have done this for years, these symptoms often don't just reduce, they disappear. And this is literally down to where somebody says, well, my doctor told me that I, you know, I have a blown disc in my back and you do. So your focus is on that blown disc and that's acceptable in society. But the underlying cause of it is actually the the anger. So listing your reasons for your anger, again, even from childhood, by identifying the pressures that you consciously have in your life right now, and you can probably very consciously come up with many daily pressures. Relationships, it can be whether it's marital, whether it's financial, whether it's being a caretaker for your child with autism, or just a caretaker or a parent of any child or maybe an issue you're having at work or with a neighbor or with a friend. There are various things that we're consciously aware of. The more we pay attention to that, the more we can actually reduce it within our bodies. Now, I know it's very common to think, well, wait a minute, Karen, if I start thinking about it and I get really mad, then it's gonna all come out and that's kind of not okay or I'm focusing on it. Because I am one of those people who does say, we want to focus on the positives. However, if we repress and we act like nothing is there otherwise that, oh, we don't have any anger, I'm fine. No, I really, I'm doing okay. That's usually a big sign that there's actually something going on. So if you have physical ailments or if you're noticing any tightness in your chest, tightness in your stomach, any feelings, and we want to show this to our children to acknowledge their feelings as well even if you have a nonverbal autistic child, they can listen to this, they can hear this, they can understand this. And this is where doing a lot of these other types of work that I will again link to in today's show notes, beyond what I'm sharing with you here today, different ways to clear from the subconscious mind, because we can do that for our children with autism, as well as we can do it for ourselves. And this will help to increase the recovery process, to help to strengthen it and build on it and get rid of any underlying issues that might be preventing our children and ourselves from getting healthier. So it's very important to understand the depth of the mind and its effect on the body. We can even be born into this life, literally in our DNA, born with subconscious or our genetic issues that were passed on to us from parents, grandparents, great, great grandparents, great beyond. It could be many generations back. So if we can clear from ourselves, we can clear it from our children as well. And so this is very important. Find solitude and think what it takes to get better. The prevention is, and the goal is to change the unconscious mind's reaction. So be patient, but be persistent. This can take weeks, but if you are persistent with focusing on a part of your body that is disrupting you know your, your life, you're uncomfortable with, it could even be a digestive issue. And you're like, I don't know why lately, I'm just having some trouble digesting. Or boy, lately my, my left shoulder or my left hip have been kind of bothering me. Well, this is where you want to think, okay, why is it? And at first we want to say, oh, well, you know, I was exercising a little bit more. So that was probably it. Or we come up with conscious excuses because the unconscious mind is, again, controlling the conscious mind. And it wants to make sure that we don't come up with any feelings that might, let's so to say, ruin our image or make us feel uncomfortable. So be patient, but be very persistent in looking at these changes and in creating these changes, because the role of the pain is to divert the information from the brain and to um, to divert our feelings from being being released. We don't want to all of a sudden become a rageful human being. So often people will also say, you know, oh, I'm not angry or, but they'll find themselves getting angry at little things. Traffic is a perfect example. You know, the road rage that's out there today and how easily somebody will get angry when it really wasn't that big of a deal. And we're thinking, wow, you know, that's not just about me. That's not just about this traffic. That's not just about what my child just did, or maybe at all about what they did or at all about traffic. It is something that is repressed rage, underlying anger and issues that are so deep and so strong that we are, that's searching for an outlet. So this is why we'll end up often with physical pain. Again, that pain is there to divert that information. So knowledge is essential to the cure because we're made aware and it frustrates the brain strategy. So you change the focus from the body to the psyche. And empowerment is strong, strong medicine. The rage is often unknown because it is in the subconscious. Again, remember, so we need to stop trying to be perfect, stop trying to be the good person, the nice person, not that we're going to just release everything all at once or, or put it on somebody else. This is about simple acknowledgement Because we have to learn to know and accept ourselves. And once acknowledged, this rage becomes less powerful. So this is what we're doing is we're reducing the rage by acknowledging it, which can sometimes seem scary or different from what our conscious mind is telling us. Again, repetition is the key. The subconscious has to begin to believe the new thoughts of acknowledgement of what's going on. And this does take time. So daily, you want to recite as if it has happened currently, as if it's in your life now. Uh, I am calm. I am happy. Every fiber of my being is in physical perfect physical health. Um, you know, good things happen to me. I am a magnet for money. I am the, every fiber of my being, every cell is in perfect health. Just acknowledging what's going on because the feelings are frightening or embarrassing and unacceptable so we want to hide them so this is a way to acknowledge you know uh, you know okay i've been feeling angry at or i understand that whatever you're feeling in your body the brain will not give up the distraction unless it's forced to so because pain is caused by circulatory alteration that is induced by the brain So again, depleted, these areas are depleted of oxygen and then these cells and tissues become weak and there's a problem. It is a physical problem, but it was caused by the mind. So if we can get to the mind, we can create the, the help the underlying physical issue. Digestion is a very, very common one with this, digestive issues. And you can see them in your children. You can see them maybe when you're in your child when they have anxiousness about going to school. Maybe they've been bullied at school or school is just so uncomfortable for them. And anxiety can turn to anger and anger and rage at school can be very common. I'm also going to link in the show notes to the allergy kit um, podcast that I did uh, a while back because these allergy vials, there's one for anger and there's one for anxiety. In Inga, the woman who, who created these vials, and you can then Purchase them and use them on yourself at home, and on your child. And they're not used up, so you can use them over and over. She says, doing the anxiety one for your child before they go to school, or for yourself before you go to an ins- a place that you know creates some stress for you. And then at the end of the day, when your child comes home from school, or when you come home from work, you do the anger vial on yourself to help re- reduce these these uh, these feelings as well. They will help to uh, reduce the underlying. Issues that uh, the body is reacting to, so those can be real helpful too. So I will also uh, make sure that I, I link to that in the show notes. Um, repression again is a view of how we see ourselves in that image and subconscious, and we become angry again at other things that are are not real, like traffic. So so start recognizing when you might do that, uh, or when you get really angry at your, you know, your husband because he didn't feed the cat. It's not about not feeding the cat. <laughs> it's not about these little things that we think it is. Those are. It's just the other underlying issues that we have. There are lots of subconscious issues. Uh, also, in my in my work as a craniosacral for years, I dealt with. Of course, you've probably heard about the the chakras in the body, and the first chakra is the at the base of the spine. Is it? It's number. the first number chakra. The first chakra. And it has to do with grounding and stability and a lot of financial, a need for support, a fear of, of financial issues. So that's why we also have so many issues around the low back, because it contains so many of those, uh, of those underlying pieces. And so, in um, effect, the first chakra and weakens it as well. So I just wanted to give you that one more little piece of of knowledge to help educate you on uh, other pieces of the body that are being affected and possibly why. Uh, So um, the great people put great pressure on themselves again, uh, to maintain and persist these symptoms, because the body wants to keep, keep that keep it there. Because if we, the more we focus on it, the more we keep it there, the more exercises you do for your low back and you focus on I'm going to I'm going to strengthen my low back because because it's a problem you are reinforcing the problem. You start to very slowly start weaning yourself off. Now this is up to you. I'm not giving any medical advice, but to start doing some some little warm up exercises, just gentle warming and then walking and slowly moving into things that you may have been afraid of doing in the past because they hurt or doing something for your child. If you approach your child at mealtime, say they're a picky eater, or you know they throw food, anything like this that makes you have anxious feelings when you approach your child with anything you're going to give them—a supplement or a mealtime or picky eating, or they won't eat, or you know, uh, or time to go to the bathroom. This is very, very common with constipation. We we are seeing there our children are picking up our anxiety, but then say for constipation, they're having their own anxiety about going to the bathroom because bowel movements have in the past been very uncomfortable and even painful for them. So maybe now you've cleared some of those constipation issues, but they have a fear of going. So they're afraid to go. So it causes more withheld uh, bowels in the body, makes it harder to go. The more we hold it, the more constipation and it's this vicious cycle. So setting them up ahead of time for, for positivity, for success is, feeding, totally getting a good meal in them, or a little bit of fiber, some healthy food, um, nothing that is binding. We shouldn't be eating any gluten or casein dairy or wheat anyway, right? Or keeping away the processed carbohydrates, all those things that make it harder to go. Giving them some healthy food at night, some good fats, olive oil. And then next morning say, okay, you know, let's, let's try to go and um, trying to make it a positive experience rather than a fearful one. Now again, this takes time. This isn't a one and done type of deal. The subconscious has developed a program that we need to get rid of. We need to clear and show it a new picture. So anything we can do in our lives physically that show it that positive picture and that positive mindset. Um, so you know there's a lot of repressed anger and again, it's often, not what we think it is, the, the, the anger that we're even aware of, or that we can pinpoint of being mad at something in our lives today or why it's not going right. That is the surface level of the, of the actual underlying piece. So look at the depth of what is at the surface. Like, boy, I could, you know, I'm, I'm stressed because I need, I'll talk about money is a big one for people, financial issues. Um, you know, if you have a, a, fear of, of not having enough money, you're creating a lack mindset. You're actually the law of attraction. We get what we ask for, what we talk about, and you're actually preventing money from coming from you. And what I wanted to get to is that this isn't caused by something that just happened today or this month or this year finances have been bad. It is caused by, you want to look through the layers, okay, let's like peeling that onion. Go down further and further to what is it underneath that triggered that from the beginning? Were my parents, uh, you know, um, did they have a money sca- money scarcity or any type of a scarcity mindset? Did they have a fear of? I have a friend whose mother had a fear, and I'm, I never asked her, but it was probably from her parents a fear of of traffic or driving in cars. Every time she got in a car, she was just fearful that they were going to get in an accident. So my friend grew up with a fear. Of being in car, she just she drives, but she hates being in a car. She's scared on the road, and it's because her mother's fear became her fear. If mom's afraid, there must be something to af- to be afraid of, right? That's what our psyche says. So then we become fearful. To in a way, our psyche is trying to protect us. Our subconscious mind isn't trying to harm us; it is actually trying to help us and protect us. So we have to get to that underlying piece and and go through those onion layers just looking at it daily, you can even write down, you know, uh, different types of things that it might be take 20, 30 minutes a day. If you can write down the good things and write down the fears and then go through underlying pieces, what we're noticing in our body, what changes we're noticing in our body. Um, if your child's able to do this, then they can do it for themselves, or you can do it through but Some things, um, tapping and emotion code work are very, very helpful for this as well. Um, but this is also referred to as TMS pain, which is that subconscious pain that I've been referring to here. So what we want to say is that that kind of pain stays for weeks or months and has really been there for a long time, especially if it's not uh, acknowledged in this way that we're talking about through the conscious mind, talking to the brain, saying, look, brain, I am not going to listen to this anymore. I don't have to, I don't have to hurt. We don't have to do this anymore. I know what you're doing and you can stop it now. Literally have that conversation with your brain. You're going to feel silly the first time you do it. That's okay. Do it when you're alone, do it when you're standing in front of the mirror and say it, do it when you're driving in the car, nobody can hear you, but you need to recognize when this is happening so that you or so that you can stop it and switch it. And again, it's not a one and done, this takes some time. So after a few weeks, though, you might notice that that pain, that that subconscious pain can actually dissipate and actually it's for many disappear. Any continued focus again on that pain part will sabotage the results. Any continued focus that it's there, or I'm going to do these exercises to help it because I've got a bad back. You don't want to be saying that or focusing on it like that like, Hey, okay, brain, I know what you're doing. I know this is part of, of your fear or, or my fear or uh, whatever underlying issues is going on, because you might not be conscious of knowing what it is and that's okay. That's why I think emotion code work is really good. And you can actually, I'll link to how you can find a practitioner. They work worldwide and virtually. So you can find one, do this for yourself and for your child. Um, they, you, you can uh, do it on behalf of your child. Your child doesn't have to like be there to do anything physically. So if you have a non-verbal child or somebody who's not able to do this, then um, don't worry about that part either. I'll I'll link to uh, the interview that I did with Dr. Bradley Nelson on emotion code work, um, you know, another podcast too. So you can listen to that, and understand it further, because I I know it's a, a new concept, but it's really important to get rid of these subconscious beliefs. Uh, So that is what we're really focusing on is how to, you know, focus on what we do want, the good um, and the positive. And, you know, if money is a fear, you say, I'm a magnet for money. Money comes to me easily and frequently, whether I'm working, playing, or sleeping. Now, at first you're going to say, yeah, right. This is not, you know, you're not going to believe it if that's, if that's an issue for you. Or, uh, but then if you keep with re- repetition, in repetition, repetition, after a while, your subconscious doesn't know the difference between what's, it believes what you say is happening now is current. So if you say, I have, not I want, but I have this now in my life, uh, That is what you will focus on the most, and what can you will draw into your life as well. And I've done other podcasts on this that I will link to also in the uh, show notes. But again, if you do now, if you do a brand new exercise, say you're you just started some arm exercises and that weightlifting, and you've got some muscle soreness there. Now that kind of muscle soreness will go away, you know, usually within a few days, right? but it's those underlying deeper things that stay for beyond days. It goes into weeks. It can go into months. It can go into years. Those are the kinds of things we're talking about. And this is also for um, any type of issue. It can be, uh, like I said, digestion. It can be something simple where you think it's simple. Like, "Ah, I don't know. I just have this digestive issue. No, there's something underlying there. So that's where it's important to just always do a little bit of more of a deep dive Talk to your brain, talk to your body, tell it you don't have to do this anymore. I, I don't have to be afraid anymore. I'm strong. I'm safe. I'm safe, is a good word. Safe is always a good word. And um, my child is getting healthier by the day. My I I my child is is happy. My, you know, these things too. You want to be able to know that you can help to dissipate things yourself, teach this to your child and clear some of these things that are underlying emotionally that keep us and our children from having more positive results in their life, getting better, feeling happier and healthier. And, um, understand again, the power of the subconscious mind don't ever estimate it. Uh, again, I'll link to my, my interview with Dr. Bruce Lipton on this, Dr. Lipton is an expert, a worldwide renowned expert on epigenetics and how genetics can actually be reversed. And so much of it has to do with the subconscious mind, as well as other physical things that we can do. Of course, detoxification and the right diet and clearing those co-infections, all those things that are important to know that we're doing for ourselves. But if we don't work with those subconscious mind issues, a lot of things can remain. So that's why I wanted to say how important this is. I will link to those show notes again with Dr. Uh, Lipton, and he's the one who really, really takes home how important it is that we take in so much of what we believe as truth for our lives, whether it has to do with relationships or money or health or anything, our belief in ourself, our, how smart we are, uh, or don't believe we are. All of that can come before the age of seven in being ingrained in the subconscious mind. And again, these are often the things that we're not fully aware of where they came from. We might see, and this is where I want to s- uh, stress that you start seeing patterns in your life. Look around at your environment. The way your the relationship with your spouse is it similar to the one that your mom and dad had? Your relationship with your children, your uh, the amount of money you have, or feel you don't have, or the um, you know anything around you those the, these environmental pieces are so important to to understand because they are of a reflection of our beliefs and what we draw more of into our lives. So of those things that you want to change, know that you do have the power to change that. And again, that law of attraction, what we think about more about, we draw more to more of to us. So switch that mindset to that positive mindset, be aware of when you are doing these things, uh, you know, that are creating a situation or when you're focusing on a lack, instead of focusing on what you don't have, if you have to, Go general and don't think of anything specific. Like if you're just stuck, think of some people say, just listen to the birds chirping outside or listen to the hum of the air conditioner or any mundane sound that takes your mind away from something negative or something that you're focusing on that you know is not good for you. Then then you can move more into some generalized positive thinking And uh, But do talk to your brain and tell it that you're aware of what's going on. And the acknowledgement alone can have a tremendous impact. So again, it's not a one and done. This can take weeks. It can take a while. The subconscious wasn't developed overnight. So we want to just be persistent and consistent. And over time, watch your physical body, your physical environment, your life, everything around you. And see, look for any subtle changes you might notice as you change your subconscious and your mindset, so will your environment change. I hope this benefits your life, the purpose of this and why I, my, one of my favorite things to do, honestly, is to help you at this level of depth. Because again, I've worked with this, this over 30 years and I, we focus so much on, oh, the health and detoxification And, you know, clearing those co-infections and the diet, and these are important, but it is also very, very important to understand the underlying subconscious uh, strength that we need and the importance of it. And this is also where faith and belief can come in so strong and believing in the good things. So just be persistent and consistent again in focusing on the right things noticing when you're maybe steering in the wrong direction and veer yourself back onto that road and make sure that that uh, you stay on the right road and just acknowledging what's going on and switching it because again that knowledge becomes total empowerment for you. I hope this is helpful. Take care of yourselves and I will see you next time.